everybody, I'm Beth Davis, and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Grab your Bible, because we're going to get in God's Word. Every week, that's what we do here. We discover God's heart in the scriptures and apply it to our lives. So I am eager to do a little bit of that today. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us up. Fill us with your love. That's what you do every time we turn to you. Thank you that you're already here. Thank you for lifting our faces to yours, lifting our hearts. I pray that for each and every person here today. Lift their hearts, Lord. Lift up their eyes to see your face, looking at them and smiling, Lord, and loving. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So about almost two years ago, I made an eight-day retreat. And it was a silent retreat um, in the tradition of St. Ignatius. And you can probably imagine that in eight days of silence, some stuff comes up. A lot of stuff comes up. I spent the first couple of days on the retreat just... Uh, relating my story to Jesus in a holy hour. Well, multiple holy hours. I just told him everything that had ever happened, everything I remembered, and boy, there was a lot that came up there. And there was a lot, too, that that I remembered that, that really grieved me. I saw in a new way how things that I had done or things that had been done to me hurt the Lord and hurt me, and I wanted to bring those things to the sacrament of confession. But, you know, there's been a, a lot going on in these couple of days and not a lot of people to talk to about it, not a lot of getting away from it. And I became pretty overwhelmed. I remember at the end of one holy hour in particular, I just, I couldn't even stand to be in my seat. It was painful how overwhelming it was to remember all of these things and I was just aching to get it all out, to go to confession. And so I left my pew and went to the back of the little chapel and I sat in this little lone chair almost outside of the chapel. There's a little alcove there uh, that kind of opened up to these emergency doors, which I did not use. I did not run out, but I, I kind of sat and really sort of hid in the corner there, just really inside of my own head and my own heart. And I remember I opened my eyes and for the first time I noticed that tucked in that little alcove was a statue of the Sacred Heart. And Jesus was so beautiful. The, the statue was, you know, scarred and chipping away, but it was still so vibrant. And I saw the hands of Jesus extending out, not just, you know, casually open and out to the side, which is also very peaceful, but this particular statue, he had his hands reaching out to me with, with those pierced hands out in front and the rays of his love and mercy coming forth from his sacred heart. And, and it was like everything made sense. Everything clicked in that moment. A peace washed over me. Jesus desired to forgive me. With those outstretched arms, I could almost hear him saying, whoa, 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 my mercy, my love, my life, my forgiveness. He was extending it to me with those outstretched hands. And he's extending 
that love and that mercy to you too. He desires to show you that same rescue, to bring you that same salvation, to offer you forgiveness. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced the overwhelming love, the perfect love of Jesus? Have you experienced his forgiveness? Have you gone to confession recently or ever? Have you gone and, and unloaded your heart, unburdened yourself from all of, of the pain and the sin that you carry? Have you had a moment in prayer where your unworthiness, your woundedness, your weakness is suddenly encountered by the love and the mercy of God, his tender touch in that place. Friends, that's what I wanna encourage you to do. You can't manufacture that yourself, you can't make it happen, but there are ways in which to make ourselves available in order to receive that love and that mercy. And that's what I wanna talk about today because the truth is you can't hear it from me. It's not enough to read a good book, right? It's not enough to do a Bible study uh, in, a, in a group or read the right spiritual book. Not enough to hear talks about God's love and mercy. It has to be experienced, it has to be encountered. We don't learn by reading or by hearing. We learn by knowing in prayer. That's how we come to know God. We come to know him by knowing him, not learning about him, not reading about him. You learn from experience. And then these moments of encounter become so beautiful, so vivid, so real. They become the most real thing in your life. Those moments become your life. This is how we progress in the spiritual life. This is how we build a, a lifelong relationship with God. This is how we pray at all times without ceasing is that we pray every day that we encounter him every day in our unworthiness, in our weakness, in our woundedness, and in those places of tenderness and vulnerability, they're touched by our merciful savior and we are changed. Do you know that this is the desire of God for you? That he's pursuing you, that he's, he's been pursuing you your whole life long. In fact, before that, he desired that you would exist and, and he chose you, right? This is what the scripture tells us. And then from the very moment of your conception, God has been pursuing your heart. Our faith, our uh, showing up to mass, our coming every day into prayer, that's simply a response to God's initiation and God's invitation. That's what the catechism tells us. Everything that we give to God, we're really just giving back because he gives first. He gives first his love. He gives first his mercy and we just show up and receive. That's how we respond. We show up and we receive. Today I want to share a beautiful verse from the Song of Songs, uh, an image that I want to kind of unpack together and explore. It's right in the beginning, chapter 1, verse 4. Don't be intimidated by the Song of Songs, keep praying, keep falling in love with Jesus, and suddenly Song of Songs will uh, come alive in your soul. Verse four, draw me after you. Let us make haste. 
The king has brought me into his chambers. I just, I want to zoom in there. I want to, I want to expand upon that image. The king has brought me into his chambers. It's not that we show up at the chambers, knocking, begging to enter. We don't have to uh, show ID, right? Or, or give a list of all of our accomplishments. No, he, he has drawn us after him and, and we're responding in haste. And it's the king, it's, it's God himself who brings us into his chambers, into his heart. This is right ordered relationship that God is pursuing and we're responding in front today, every day. He's inviting you into his chambers, into his heart. So this is really an Advent message and some Advent imagery. You're probably familiar with, um, with the, the story of Jesus's birth and how Mary and Joseph could find nowhere for Mary to give birth to Jesus, the Savior. There's that very famous verse, right? There was no room at the inn. And I wanna talk this morning about making room, about going into rooms in order to welcome and to encounter Jesus. So if you want to experience this reality of being brought into the king's chambers and to his heart, I wanna invite you to do two things, to make room and to go into your inner room. How do we make room? I don't know about you, but I'm very sensitive to stuff. I'm very sensitive to my surroundings. At the end of the day, I have to clean my desk. I have to put things back. I have to take out my trash. I just, I can't leave. I, I can't really think with all of this stuff all around me. And I've noticed that too in my home, in my space, especially as I'm getting ready uh, for Christmas and set up my tree, put out my advent wreath, and suddenly I'm thinking, wow, there's like a lot of stuff out and around, right? More than I'm used to. Now I've got to put some other things away. I've got to make room for this other thing that's important. I want to put this wreath out where I can see it, where I can be invited into prayer every day, where I'll light a candle and encounter the light of the world. I want to make room for him, which means that I've got to take some other things out of the room. I've got to get rid of or, or put away other things. And this is what confession does for us. I want to invite you this Advent season to make room in your heart. Because when you hear that invitation, when you are drawn after him and invited into the king's chambers, I want you to be able to respond, not to have to climb over all of the clutter or make your way through a bunch of boxes or or. or quite frankly, trash that we've got kind of scattered around in our souls. I want to make room for what really matters so that God himself, Jesus, can come and fill that space. So make room this Advent by going to confession. And I want to invite you to, to renew your commitment to go into your inner room every day. The inner room, that place of encounter with Jesus in prayer, some, uh, Saints would refer to it as a cell uh, or a garden of your heart. I want you to have that space. Maybe it's even imaginatively where you go in and you encounter the Lord. Where is your inner room? Are you meeting him in your inner room every day and, and somewhere mysteriously? That inner room becomes the king's chamber because it's where he encounters us. He draws us 
into the inner room, into his chamber in our own soul. I want you to experience that intimacy, that love, that patient mercy of Jesus in your inner room. That's how Jesus describes going into prayer, right? To go into your inner room, to close the door. He's saying, let's be intentional about this. Make a conscious effort to withdraw, to allow him to draw us after. And we, in turn, we make haste to meet him in our inner room. So let me ask you, how's prayer going? (laughs) How's your prayer life? Advent is a great time to kind of redouble our commitment to go back to basics, to renew ourselves in in what we promised, better yet, in what we've been invited to, how we're, we're being called to pray in this season. Remember that rule five from St. Ignatius, his rules of discernment, that in times of, of trial, desolation, suffering, when we're tempted to kind of just get through and, and cut out everything else because we're, we're just in survival, whatever that might look like for you, Rule five would tell us that when we're tempted to give up prayer, that instead we go back and we double down on our commitment. If we made a commitment to a holy hour every week, we might even stay five minutes longer. We press in to that promise and we press against the temptation to neglect prayer. So let me ask you, how's prayer? When are you praying? How are you praying? Is it five minutes? That's amazing. Is it 15? Do you have a commitment to pray 30 minutes a day? Today's the day to renew that commitment to meet Jesus, the lover of your soul, the king of the universe, the king of your heart, to meet him in your inner room, in his chamber, in your heart. You see, the gospel is a love story. It's not simply a handbook of how to live. And Jesus Christ, he's a living person who is in love with you, who is spending your whole life pursuing you and winning your heart or trying to. Jesus isn't a metaphor. He's not simply a a historical figure. He's not just a good teacher or a good guy. He's a savior of the world and the lover of your soul. He's a real person and he wants to meet you every day, every day in that chamber of your heart, in your inner chamber. So I wanna invite you, if you've been away from prayer, if you've been away from the church or away from the sacraments, if you've maybe begun to believe that this isn't for you, that he is not for you, let this be your confirmation. He's yours. He loves you. And the king, he desires you. Let him today draw you into his inner chamber to pour out his love and his his mercy. Let him reveal and unveil his sacred heart before you because, friend, it's yours. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, Jesus. Thank you. We can hardly comprehend this truth that your heart, your sacred heart, your beating heart is ours. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for your mercy. Grant us the grace to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. I'm praying for you. See you next week.